Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are just over one week away from the NBA lottery, a day that could change the fortunes of the Blazers franchise, or more than likely just keep them right where they are. Anyway, I am Aaron Fentress of the <laughs> Oregonian. I cover the Blazers primarily for the Oregonian and Oregon Live, and I'm joined by Craig Burnback, my main man. Craig, Craig, have you caught lottery fever yet, or is this, this eight days out from the time we're recording this? Are you still just not you know, thinking about it too much, or are you fired up for it? You, I, you keep forgetting I'm a Nick fan. Like, I'm fired up that my team's still playing, baby. If the Bulls were alive, you'd still have some, you know, you'd be hyped about that. So I'm okay. still, I got some fair, Nick fever. Fair, but I'm asking you to shift into Blazer focus yeah. mindset. No, I never, no, I never get excited Knicks. about, I ne- <laughs> look, as a Nick fan, I know a lot about the lottery. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, I try not to get excited about it. Because to me, the lottery is like earned awfulness. Like you earned it. Like you're awful. Like, so you got there because you stink. So there's no reason to be that happy. And also, it's a lottery. And if anyone thinks, it's like saying, what? so what is your, uh, you don't want to get a job. You don't want to go to school. So how are you going to get rich? The lottery. Like, you should, don't get excited about that. Um, that I'll, I'll watch it and I'll wish. Um, but, again, I my one of my best birthdays of all time, May 12th, 1985, mm. the Knicks won Patrick Ewing. One my air birthday. quotes because they cheated, but go ahead. Just kidding. Whatever. That's my birthday. <laughs> Whatever. My birthday. That was your birthday. And I remember being a little kid and saying, we're going to win a championship. We're getting Patrick Ewing, who was by far at that time, like he was, Yes. you know, just so good. And that's when you, he stayed in school for four years. Four, you know, one only didn't win all four championships. Went to the final four, and you know what? I'm 50, and I'm still waiting. So I don't get that excited. And also, 2017 or whenever the when Greg the Greg Oden lottery, mm-hmm. I was sitting in Charleston, South Carolina, mm-hmm. in my sports office. I had applied for the job. I had had I think two interviews at that point with the ATU in Portland. I was hopeful to get the job and I knew I would take it if they gave it to me. And I watched with people like my two guy coworkers that worked for me as a sports director. They had no idea, right? Cause you don't tell people that yet until you get offered a job and the Blazers won the lottery. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to go to Portland and they're going <laughs> to win Oden. championships. I was, Roy, and then I got the game. <laughs> and it's, so that's my lottery experience. Like, I don't buy it even if you win it. It doesn't guarantee it. Because I thought twice in my life I was going to be heavily impacted by winning the lottery and there were going to be parades. And you know how many NBA parades I've attended? None. Zero. Because my Knicks never won and the Blazers have never won. I'm glad you've told those stories because they're going to they're gonna tie into my Factor Fentress at the end. Uh, there you go. I'm hey, getting, we didn't even plan it. I'm getting pumped up for the lottery just because I cover this team and it's intriguing and it's, you know, you want to see what happens. There's going to be a, a, something to write about either way. And of course, if they get number one, wow, like that would just be pretty amazing. And we've seen that happen before, like you brought up with Odin and that didn't go so well. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm getting pumped up for it. Like I'm, I'm like starting to like think, okay, well, now we're within striking distance of it. What so else you got pumped. to be pumped? Yeah, about. I mean that's true too. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I have much, much else going on professionally in my life right now. I'm doing these player capsules, which we'll talk about at some point. But first, let's just get to something that's kind of a little cheesy. But you know, every time Damian Lillard start goes somewhere, and there's been different stories and 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 things put out there by people in the media linking Lillard to certain teams that might be interested in acquiring him, you know, that kind of buzz stuff, executives say, blah, blah, blah. I mean, look, if Danny comes available, there's probably going to be 20 teams interested in talking to the Blazers about him. So anytime someone says team A could have interest, that doesn't mean that much because I think most teams would have interest. But I think it's ridiculous that if Lillard shows up at a game like he did game three Suns Nuggets, that people are saying they're trying to make up things or tie things or whatever. But I thought it would be interesting at least to explore two possibilities there. One, Dame to Phoenix if Paul retires or they can move him out. And now you have a trio of Dame, uh, Booker, and Durant. Or just trying to get Aiton out of Phoenix to get him to Portland to play with Dame and Grant and whomever else is remaining. What do you think of those two things? Never. <laughs> Never? Mean, Never? I mean, come on. Like, what? first of all, how, how big is your payroll going to be in Phoenix? No. Like, how big? Oh, you gonna, you okay, know, hold, on, like, hold on. Hold on. Let me look at Paul's. Keep talking while I look at Paul's contract. I'm just saying, he's not making 60 mil, and name is. Uh, so, yes, he'd have to retire, and you have to move off of that. But, yeah, I just, of course, they'd be a – right now the Suns are playing amazing without Paul – because Devin Booker is playing at a level that is as you can't play better than him. He's shooting at a rate that you can't believe. And he's mostly playing point guard for that team. And I didn't know he had that. I did not know he could he could basically be a, a point guard that shoots uh, 80% from, from everywhere on the court. What's point guard um, mean anymore? Is he really a point guard or is he just a guy with the ball? Anyway, go ahead. Well, but I'm just saying he's a ball-heavy guy that's and he's getting assists and they're winning. So and he's shooting now. What did he shoot? Fourteen for eighteen in the last game. Like that's insane because yeah, he he shoots. He doesn't dunk that often, right? He's shooting jumpers and pull ups. Um, yeah, and I don't I, look. If you're gonna have to trade, if you're gonna have to trade Dame, um, getting a, you know, you want to get something a, a quality player back. Aiton's a quality big who's young. Um, he looks old, but he's not. Um, but yeah, I just don't. That team would win a championship. I can promise you that. So, like so here's a scenario. Here, Booker and Durant. Here's the scenario. So uh, CP3's contract is not fully guaranteed the next two years. Only half of it is guaranteed um, for next year, and then I think the same for the next year. So um, there's some wiggle room there if you're Portland because the trade would be Dame for CP3 and Aiden. Now, you can't get picks, though. I don't think well you can, but I don't know how many because the Suns gave a lot of picks to Brooklyn for yeah, they did. Durant. So maybe there's could be some swaps or something or some picks down. I don't think they can really do first. Maybe just some swaps or whatever. I don't know, whatever. But so the, the prize would be eight. And then if you got Chris Paul back, you could cut him loose and just give him his guaranteed money. He could walk. And go and then go re-sign with the Lakers, right? As a free agent for the minimum or whatever. So the Lakers get him. And they can try him out at 38. And the Blazers I, and the I, Suns get Dame, Booker, Durant. I'm just you cannot tell me that's impossible. Are you I saying mean, that's impossible? I'm not saying it's possible. I'm telling you, there's my hair growing back has a better chance. <laughs> you and I have a better chance coming back with pros than this trade or whatever. Okay. Because fine. if you're Joe Cronin, you want you you want picks. And I don't even know if you want a big like Aiden. Like, I don't know if that's the way to go in this league. You know, I mean, he's talented. It's not the way the league is going, right? I mean, right now they're going up against a, a seven-footer who plays point guard and does, you know, he's an alien in Jokic. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't think the league is going towards uh, the Aiton-type player who can't shoot. And he's a fantastic big at his age. You know, it, it's just tough. And guarding is tough uh, in this league with him. And it'd be, that'd be the reason why the Suns would be willing to give him up, right? right? Back in the day, when Patrick Ewing was drafted, they weren't gonna. Aiton's not getting swapped for like very little, you know, or or for a point guard. Because right. back then we were like, "What do you need a point guard for?" Roy Sparrow scores eight and eight a game, eight game <laughs> points, eight assists. That's good, you know. So it's a different league. So I don't see that happen. Okay, what about just Aiton 
to Portland for some picks and Nurkic. If, if Phoenix wanted to move off of Aiton, throw in. Yeah, I mean, else. if you could get him for, would I trade a first round pick for Aiton? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, a couple. I trade. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that guy's, he's, he's a potential. If he came to Portland, he would be a very close, possibly an all star. You know, if you started the, if you had him and, and I don't know what happened to the pick and roll offense, but you go to the pick and roll offense. Dame's pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. He's shown that uh, with a big. Now uh, that would he's athletic. Um, he's way way better than Nurkic. So yes, uh, I would do that. All right, done. Let's let's call it in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now you texted me something that you 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 bring this next one in so we can we can argue about this one. Well, I was just so there are coaches that have been fired. Right, that uh, have pretty good track records. Uh, Coach Bud with uh, Milwaukee just got let go after having the, having the number one seed in the East. And of course, this is just Twitter fodder that I saw someone saying, "Should the Blazers look into hiring him and uh, over Chauncey Phillips?" Mm-hmm. And my response is, "Of course you should check. They're not gonna." My response is, "They're not gonna," but of course they should check in. Because in my opinion, you have a, a a coach like Bodinger who clearly has a success um, has success. I mean, he's won a title every year. They've been, you know, a one or a two seed, and they something went wrong this year in the playoffs. Where, by the way, his brother died during this run. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows where his head was at? So checking in with a championship level coach <clears throat> to see if. They had any interest in your team? Not a bad thing, in my opinion. And you're—I could tell by your face when I brought it up that you thought it was silly. And I want to know why. Why do you think it's silly to check in? Well, I—I I don't think that if you're the Blazers and you've been putting this thing together the way you've been trying to put it together, and it's with Chauncey and with Dame endorsing Chauncey, that you're going to all of a sudden say, "Oh." Well, hey, we're not even sure if Dame's coming back. We, we got to go out and try and bring some guys in to help Dame. Dame wants Chauncey. The players on the team like Chauncey. But, oh, we're, we're going to shift gears now, and we're going to move Chauncey to bring in this guy because he won with a championship-caliber team. I would argue, and I've always argued this for, since I really started learning more about the NBA when I was a teenager, you could if Chauncey Bills were coaching the Bucks as constructed – they can win a title too. Who exactly was Budenholzer? And if he's so Holzer, excuse me. And if he's so great, why is he being fired? But if you go look at his track record, when he had good teams, he won games. When he had bad teams, he didn't win games. So I don't believe for a second that he comes to Portland. All of a sudden, they're better. I just don't believe that. If Giannis comes to Portland, they're better. <laughs> With Middleton and uh, Holiday, they're better. But. Budenholzer is not going to change anything for me. Whereas you take Chauncey, you take Chauncey in Boston. Boston's being led by a guy I've never heard of before. Right? You take a good, a reasonably good coach and you stick him with a bunch of talent, they're going to win. How many, how many different people has LeBron won championships with? And how many of them were fired? Spolster is the only one that's never been fired. Because in Miami, when you have a bad season, they don't just fire you. Others, other teams around the league. No matter how many championships you won or how many times you've been coached a year, you have a bad season or you fall short, fire you. That doesn't make him better than Chauncey or or worth the risk of disrupting what they're doing to go out and, and kick the tires on him. And if you kick the tires on him, then you're alienating Chauncey and probably alienating Dane. So I, I think it's ridiculous. So this is what I'll say is like you try to get better. I don't know. I don't know how good of a coach he is. That's what I would look through. I would just say that um, you can't tell me that he doesn't have – he has more experience. He has more experience. He has a better record. And, yes, Giannis well, is amazing. He has amazing. a better record. He has a better record. But, I mean, Spolster's a great coach. There's no doubt about it. Everyone says it. He's because he has had the chance of coaching when he was young, a, a LeBron James, you know, three-pronged star team and winning a title. And winning a title – and then he's been had much less talent, and they're always competitive. This year's been amazing. But, I mean, we say Phil Jackson's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and he had 
I had two times that when he was with the Knicks, they sucked because the talent sucked. Right. Right. So, but I think it's what I'm saying is every player, you, you're trying to get players to get better. You're trying to get front office people to get better. You're trying to get coaches to get better. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't care about anybody on this team other than Dame. So if Dame said no, absolutely not. If you do that, I'm going to be ticked. Then I wouldn't do it. I, I agree. I don't care what other players on this team think. Um, if you think, if Dame thinks he could get better faster with a with a different coach, you might do it. Now, right now, Chauncey, we don't know if he can coach. I know with with talent. With talent. I don't know if it'll be good because it's not always. Sometimes coaches have talent. The Brooklyn Nets stunk multiple times with talent. The Clippers have stunk with talent at times. Larry Brown got fired 4,622 times. <laughs> and Larry Brown is a really good basketball coach. I promise you Larry Brown is a better coach than Chauncey Billups. Not, not, he's like a 96, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just getting fired doesn't mean that you're – sometimes Nick Nurse won a title and got fired. Now, is he a terrible coach? I don't know yet. Sometimes I think coaches are overrated. I 100% agree with that. I'm just saying you should look. You should look. And you're right. If, if Dame says no, I'm out. Yeah. I, I, I just – it would be bad form, I think, to do that right now. Um, because if you're Chauncey yes. and they go out and do that, then you're going to be like, wow, okay. It's like that. I, I just – it would just be bad form. And I just, I just don't believe that he represents someone who's going to come in here. Okay, let's put it this way. I don't think he has a better record last season with that team. I don't think he does. Okay, I think I Dame. Know. I think Dame went. It's hard, it's hard think, to be worse. Well, it's hard to be worse. I think Chauncey wins fifty games with the Bucks. So what are we? Well, saying? you might. I agree that you might win fifty games with the Bucks, right? Like I admit that talent overcomes, especially in the NBA. I mean, I don't know if Ty Lue's a good coach or not, right? I have no idea because he won a title with LeBron, and since then he's been eh. But. I'm saying you kick tires to try to see if you can get better in any way, shape, or form. It's not ridiculous. Yeah. But they're not, it doesn't just, matter. They're not going to do it Yeah, because it costs a lot of money. It would cost a lot of money, and they're not going to spend a lot of money on their coaching staff, I don't think, right now. I, I think I don't even think, yeah, I don't even think you kick tires like that. That's just too disrespectful. I think you either do it or you just, just stay away from it. Like, if you're like, we're going to do this, this is, I mean, we can't yeah. believe he's available. It's just like a great example. My Cubs, when they hired um, – Renteria, I think, was the manager during their rebuild under under Theo. And then jo- Joe Madden became available. And it was like, what? Tampa Bay fired Joe Madden? Done. They were on the phone with that guy and had that guy in and told Renteria, sorry, got to go. We'll pay you what you owe you. And, wait, so, but they didn't kick the tires. It was like, no, we want you now. I don't think Portland is going to do that. But if you were going to do that, like it was, like it was Spolstra. Then you just go and you do it, done, quick, get it over with, just chop the head off and move on. But you can't go kick the tires because that just alienates Chauncey. It's going to alienate Dame unless Dame's saying do it. If now if Dame says do it, then you're doing it because only because Dame say I'm staying no matter what. Um, but anyway, it's, it's an interesting discussion. But let me go back to Phil Jackson real quick since I'm a Bulls guy. Phil Jackson, what he did that was great is that he figured out a way to let Michael be Michael but not to the detriment of the team. He got Michael to go from 37 points a game to 30. They put in the triangle offense, which let everyone touch the ball before Michael <laughs> went one on five. So he could create good shots. He was able to manage egos, et cetera, et cetera. He was great at that. But as far as him being an X's and O's guy or, you know, some kind of genius coach, no. He, had chat, he inherited a team that went to the East Finals twice or once. And then he inherited that team. And then he inherited Shaq and Kobe. Like, come on! If you can't win championships with those four guys, then something's wrong with you. But he's a good coach. But I probably a great coach. But you know, there's some overratedness there. All right, moving on. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so I've been doing some player reviews. I do this every season, sort of look back at what each player did, and then sort of uh, forecast them for the future. And I've been doing it this year, forecasting them with Dame or without Dame, which is an interesting exercise. I've gone through some of the, you know, the G League guys, the two-way, two-way guys, the guys who aren't going to factor much into the rotation. I've gotten into the guys who could have impact or not have impact, but at least guys who really have a good chance of sticking around for sure. And so let's just go through them real quick. It doesn't have to be long, you know, engrossed discussion, but we can just sort of go through them. And I just want to know 
how you think they could fit with Dame, how you think they would fit without Dame, and we can just race through these real quick. Let's start with Jabari. What are you thinking about? Keeper, move him. Jabari Walker? I mean, you can pass. You can pass. Okay, incomplete. I mean, I'm just saying it's incomplete. Yeah, that, mean, and that's a fair. That's a fair answer. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Incomplete. Okay, incomplete. All right, I say with Dame, he's a deep backup. Without Dame, he could be a starting power forward in, in a rebuild. <laughs> that's fine, true. In a rebuild, he could be, depending yeah. on what happens with Watford. Um, uh, I think definitely you want to keep him around because he's young and developing. He shows a lot of promise. He needs to get bigger, stronger. Uh, more savvy, but man, he's got a lot of skills that I like. I think he's going to be huge for the G League team. Get him out there in the G League team, man. That's what the G League team is for, for guys like yep. that to get PT. All right. Uh, speaking of Watford, Trenton Watford. Yeah, I think he fits. Um, without Dame, he's probably your spot. He probably, he's probably is your starting, starting power right, forward. Right. Uh, and without him, he's shown and that he could be a piece. Right. With him, I mean, he's with shown him, he yeah. could be a piece. Yeah. I, and. I, but I, you want to hope, you want to hope he's a 12, 12 to eighteen minute guy, uh, not because then your team's much better. Right. You don't want him to be your starter unless he takes strides that I have not seen. But I, I mean, I've really liked uh, his ability to pass, uh, handle the ball for a big, um, good attitude, plays hard, um, has skill, can shoot a little, can do a little bit of everything. He's 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 decent, right? Yeah. So and he's young, a fine 22. bench player. Yeah. 100% agree with everything you just said. I pretty much wrote all that. Uh, I love the fact he's such a good passer and just so instinctual that way. I think he averaged like five assists per game over the last few weeks. Um, definitely not your starter with Dame. Um, Jeremy Grant would be your starter. In an ideal world, Winslow comes back. He's your backup. And Watford's your third forward and probably your, maybe your third or emergency center. But I think you definitely want to keep him uh, because he just has a lot of upside, I think. He's only 22. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of Winslow. How about Winslow? Unrestricted free agent. Um, there, here's some stats for you. Their defensive rating with him was pretty solid. I think like one, one month, 114, 115, 116, something like that. And then when he went out in conjunction with some timeout with Nurk, or, yeah, Nurkic and then Hart being traded, the, the defensive rating ballooned up to like 119 and 120-something. He also was a good facilitator on offense. I think you do everything you can to bring his, this guy back because they want veteran guys who are smart and play defense and can be counted on to play the game the right way, which he does. You need more Winslow's, not fewer. You definitely bring that guy back. No, I agree with everything you said, except the guy can't stay healthy. So, like, what do you what do you wah, spend on wah, him? Craig Downer. Well, I'm no, just saying right. that's the truth. You're right. You play and it's not games. just here. Yeah, it's not just here. The guy hasn't been able to stay healthy. Right. Um, the guy's attitude's great now. I mean, he's had a readjustment in his life, which you know clearly shows that he's a uh, he's understood that he's a role player because he was a lottery pick, and that's a hard adjustment. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can make it. Um, he plays defense, multiple positions. He can handle for his size. He can't really shoot, but he kind of knows it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. You're not going to get issues. Right. The only problem is is how much, right? Because you're spending money on a guy that, at this point, has not proven he can stay healthy for even you know consistently. So um, that's to me, it's a dollar sign and availability thing. But I think yeah. he's if he stays healthy on your team and he's your seventh, you know, he comes in on that second unit, you're in good shape. Yeah, because he's not going to hurt you, and he's also going to help uh, young people who need to transition. He's going to be like, look, man, I was a top high school recruit. I was a top, you know, college player, and this league is different. So either you adjust or you do not survive. Perfectly said. Uh, I think definitely with Damian bringing back, I even think if on the cheap, if you go, you know, young reclamation project and he doesn't get a better offer from a different team, I, I'd bring him back on a good contract just to have an adult in the room, <laughs> you know, help to help raise yeah. the youngins, man. So yeah, I love that guy. I, I missed uh, I missed him when he was out. He's fun to cover too. Funny dude. Um, all right, I'm gonna save your boy for for last and this group. This is this is the the the, the, the back. See, I know who my boy is. You that know who your funny. boy is. You know, know who, who my boy is. In you know this what group. I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Okay, let's go to Drew Eubanks. Um, I, the, look, man, he has a lot of different faults. That's why San Antonio moved off of him. But man, he brings energy. He brings heart. He brings grit, tenacity. He has issues on defense, but man, every night he blocks something. He's like, you're like, wow. Or he makes some kind of other defensive play. He's obviously great on lobs, super athletic, and dunk over people. 
Uh, you don't want him out there for a lot of minutes because he can get exposed. But man, if he comes back, for me in an ideal world, they're, they're able to, okay, if they don't upgrade to Nur on Nurkic, you're able to get a different type of backup center. And then Eubanks is your third center. That's to me in an ideal world, that's what would happen. But if he is your backup, I'm okay with that if you can't do better because I think he brings a lot. But man, it's just when Nurkic is out and you have to start Eubanks, that's a problem. But I would definitely like to see him back. I love what he brings to the team. And even if they go rebuild, you don't have a center, if they don't draft a center, I'd bring back Eubanks and start him at center. Well, he's not going to cost a lot because if he does, you let him go. Like if someone else sees him and sees him as a guy that's going to, uh, you know, be a, a you know, 25 minute a game guy like he was with you, then you let him go because they're going to be the cost is going to be too much. Look, he's a local kid, guy, plays hard, does all those things. He's unfortunate for him, he's undersized for the center position. You want him to be a third center. You do not want him to be your backup center necessarily. He's the guy you want to bring in when you know for energy when there's a matchup issue, you know, thing where you can take advantage, uh, where maybe you want to play small and run, and that you hopefully you're not depending on him. He's not going to be a minute, a, a serious contributor to a good team. I just don't see it. Can he do five to eight? Maybe yes, on a good team, but yeah. um, but you got to have twelve guys on your team. Like you got, yeah. you know what I mean. So why wouldn't you want the guy that's from Troutdale that is clearly the a great teammate? brings energy and is not looking to he, he doesn't try to do things he can't do right every once in a while that little floater you're like damn look at that yeah. look at that you know like but he's not he's not like oh i can hit the three like he's not trying he's like oh you know, at the, the end fade. of the season at the end of the season he was though right, was... right. but but there was nothing to play for yeah, you know what exactly. i'm saying but, but he's not going like you know what i think me in the post with the fade let me show him <laughs> beat this thing like he's not doing that so you need to play you need guys on the back end of your bench why not have the guy from Troutdale that, you know, does all the things you want from a guy in practice and beyond? Agreed. Okay. Nasir Little. Uh, I thought he regressed a little bit this past year. He was supposed to be in the running for the starting job at small forward, lost it to Hart. Uh, has some really big nights, like the one at, at New Orleans when he helped him win that game without Dame. And then some other nights, which is super inconsistent. The shooting improved a little bit, but I just felt like there just wasn't enough consistency that I wanted to see from him, which is probably why he's on such a team-friendly deal. I think he could, if, if, if there's a major trade that goes down and you're moving some picks to bring in a, a big-time starter that's going to help elevate this franchise, I kind of feel like when you start matching salaries, Nasiris goes out the door. Plus, he gives that team, getting him back, someone who's functional, who's a good player. Like He's not a bad player. He brings energy, defense. He's a high-riser guy. He, sometimes he's really, really good on the three. He's gotten a lot better there. Uh, but with Dame, I like him as a bench guy for a lot of different reasons. Without Dame, I'd keep him around. Uh, maybe he's your starting three, depending on what they draft, or he's just a back. He's a backup at, uh, coming off the bench. He gives you not true veteran presence, but, but some experience with the young guys. Uh, so, hey, that's, that's where I'm at with this year. He's an NBA basketball player at a fair price. You know, that's where we're at with him. Like, we wondered why. Like we said, when he signed that deal, wow, that's a little surprising. We thought he'd try to prove it. And he said, well, I I couldn't have, I needed to secure this kind of money made sense. And now it makes a lot of sense because, again, he couldn't stay healthy. And right. injuries, there's a lot of luck that goes in injuries. But truth is, there are guys that get hurt a lot and other guys that don't. Dame doesn't get hurt a lot in his career. Like, that's just the – Bottom line, um, this guy, every year there's something. Uh, to me, you utilize him um, to get you better one way, any way it is. So you, of course, conclude him in a trade. He's not going to come back and bite you like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we got, gave up Nasir Little. You knew – they know what they have at this point. Um, he's a guy that could play minutes when healthy. He can bring you things um, on both ends of the court, but – He's fine as a backup without Dane. He's fine as a, a guy to fill in as a starter until you get better players. But uh, so it's fine. He's an NBA basketball player on a on a contract that um, you hope that he's at least healthy enough to play and earn. All right. Yeah, he's got three years left, making 6.7 next – sorry, four years left, making 6.2 next season. All right. Now your boy, Cam Reddish. Love that name. Anyway, 
decent. He performed decently. Still the Did same he? thing. I think <laughs> Did I mean, he? He, shot, he shot, what, 46%, something like that? Um, 31 on three, not good on three, but he, he showed some flashes on defense again. Like, he's he's just this guy that just looks the part. Like, he looks like he shit. That's all he is. He, he slashes yeah. sometimes and makes plays. He makes floaters. He makes twisty things in the lane. Like, he just... To me, if he's your fifth option on offense, like you're good. If he brings you defense, you're good. And that's the that's the key. He's got to elevate into a plus defender, and then his offense will be fine. If he does that, I think he's a rotational player with Dame. I do not think he's a starter, but I definitely keep him as depth because he's six eight. And this is one of the things this team was missing last year was length, was viable length, especially off the bench. He's six eight. Pick up the pace on defense. Let the offense fall where it may. And you keep them. If you're rebuilding, it has to be pretty cheap if I'm keeping them because I'm not locking them into a lot of money because I'm trying to upgrade that small forward position. But I'm probably drafting a small forward. But if not, then if you, if, if, it really depends on what they think of him in house. But if they think this guy could blossom still in a couple of years, i.e., Lowry Marketing, then you got to keep him around. I don't think he's going to command a huge offer from someone as a restricted free agent. So you can probably keep him around for maybe something close to what Nasir's getting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None of that stuff happens. Like he does, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't, what you said is exactly what every team was the third team that got him, right? Like, Hey man, you don't Lowry have to marketing. score 25. We, we don't need you to score 25. Yeah, fine. Find the one dude. Find I know. the one dude. You know, like whoopty whoopty, right? Like, hey, I could play in the NBA. Muggsy Bogues did it. Like, whatever, man. Like, no. No. Let's find all the other guys that are like Ann Reddish who couldn't figure out that you're not going to be a star. You're not going to be a star. And you got to play defense. And you're not going to score 25. Oh, Heck, if you're rebuilding, then bring him back because he'll score 25 a game if you let him. He'll lo- you'll lose. You'll lose because that's what's happened. No, I mean, look, I I don't know Cam Reddish. I just know his game. He got picked by a team that needed him to do all those things or either be a star where he got drafted, you know, uh, first-round draft pick high up with all those skills, people comparing him to crazy people that he could be that he's not, uh, and they gave up on him. And the Knicks went and got him and thought, well, Tom Thibodeau can make him play defense, and he'll – He'll bring offense and because he could score, and we we got some issues there. And the Knicks were like, nope, nope, didn't work. Sorry. We will give you a first-round draft pick to take him, Gosh, and dude. we'll move on. And now the Blazers got him. So and true. let's be honest, Ventress, Yo. they they liked him better on day one than they seemed to like him on, day, on the last day. Like they put him in and when they were still hoping to play, and then they were like, yeah, then they couldn't really find a spot for him. So I doubt they bring him back. I, I would be shocked. If, I would be surprised if they do. Um, but at the same time, if they're rebuilding, as I always say, you're going to score 100 some odd points. <laughs> Somebody's going to get 20. I know. And Cam Reddish <laughs> has the ability to get 20. He does. But he's not going to play defense the way you want him to. He's not going to be your fifth option. He where he passes young. Up. He, he's young. He's not NBA young, dude. He's not NBA young. Whatever. Like, man. all right. I, I can't. I can. I can't honestly just disagree with anything you said. I. I just. Like I'm, a fact. I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy who tries to give guys some hope when there's some ability there, and I've done that to the detriment of, you know. Wasting time on a lot of Cubs, a lot of Bears, and a lot of Bulls. But you're a good parent. But you're a good parent. I'm a great parent, though. (laughs) And your your dog probably is allowed to make a lot of mistakes. Right. Well, no, no, I've been trying to have my dog kick rocks a lot, but my my family's like, you'll go first, dude. Anyway, um, okay, so here's the deal with him and Matisse, whom we're going to get to in a second. The thing that's that's great about them and what, what I thought was sort of what Cronin was trying to do there is that if if they make a big move to get someone in there, right, to, to help elevate this franchise, they're going to be strapped for cash. To, to, to get, they're, they're not, it's going to be hard to go out and get depth, right? But you have two guys who are restricted free agents who probably won't receive huge offers, who provide solid depth, and you can re-sign them as restricted free agents and go over the cap. You don't have to fit them 
into the cap. You can re-sign them yourself. So that's two dudes right there. And so they, they keep Winslow, keep Watford, are able to get someone with one of the mid-level things, keep Nasir, keep Reddish and, and Matisse. You got three legit veteran guys in Nasir, the other guy they bring in, and Matisse. And then you've got that, you know, third level guys in Reddish, Nasir, Eubanks, what have you. And so I think you have something to go in there as long as you've made a big splash with in, in, in the starting five. So I think that Reddish could be a guy, they, they keep him on the cheap, he gives you some depth. Is he great? No. But if he's your ninth guy and, and you still think he might blossom, I think you're in pretty decent shape. I agree on all the players. I don't think Reddish comes back. I hate you. But I'm, I mean, I could be wrong. They could <laughs> think kidding. that way. I just think that that's not – I mean, I agree. That could be that, all those things. And I think that was a, it was worth – it was totally yeah. worth getting him to try. And I told you, like, hey, you're going to say all the same things that the Knicks said. And I lived it once. And the Hawks said, right? And it happened. Yeah. So here we are. You're right, all those things. And it's not much, right? You're no longer giving up a lot if you don't pay him much. But, I, I mean, that's it. I just wouldn't pay him a lot. And I don't know if he's a guy that can – there's a lot of guys that can never develop into the – do what Justice Winslow did. A lot of guys can't find their place because yeah. they're so skilled. Cam Reddish goes and plays summer league ball. He's the most talented guy out there. He'd kill the G League. Kill it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. he was your go-to guy in the G League, he'd score 25 a game. Easy. And But, you know, he's not Kobe, you know, and he's not Dame. Uh, he's not Ant. So, like, he won't be that. But yeah. you're right. They can find it late or they can end up being – the all-star that no one thought could be an all-star. That Lowry marketing. <laughs> Lowry <it>. Reddish. <laughs> All right. Speak, we talked about Matisse for a second there. Let's get to Matisse. Uh, for me, Matisse, you know, if, if they make a big trade, like I say, for a three or a four, uh, I can and, – and, and Sharp's gone, although I don't, I don't think Sharp should be starting anyway if, he, if he's around on a, on a contender. He's going to still be too young. I see Matisse as the starting two guard next to Dan. He gives you better size than Ant. He gives you defense. He obviously shows if he's wide open, he's going to hit the three, which is as your number four scoring option. That's what you want him to do. You don't want him creating. You want him when everything else breaks down, you kick it out to him somewhere, boom, he nails that three, uh, and he gives you high-end defense. So I, I could definitely see Matisse starting depending on – whom they get in, in, a, in a major trade. Um, and in a rebuild situation, I don't think Matisse would stay for that. Like, I think Matisse would look to go – because I think he could be a rotational defensive guy for a good team. So I think he would look to exit and not be a part of a rebuild. But if we're if they're playing around Dame, I could see him maybe being the starter. I Everything you said, I agree 100%. Okay, he has on. a role. <laughs> no, he, we know what he is, and he knows what he is. Right. It's a really good defender who can – they want him to be a three and D guy. Um, yes. Why would he? Why would he stay when he can go to a team? And he's a guy who could play anywhere from you know thirty minutes to you know twelve minutes and be a really effective player for a, a certain team. Right. So uh, and but he is a guy. He's the last piece on a championship puzzle for a lot of teams. Like okay, we're up. You know we're up three. There's 12 seconds left. Matisse, get in. <laughs> do what you do, right? That's it. I mean, that, but that's how you, what you need sometimes, right? Yeah. And there's guys like that. Um, and his offense is what it is. Uh, but he knows what he's going to work on, and they'll keep talking about, oh, he improved his shot here. Who cares? He, he's going to shoot threes. He's athletic enough. He can dunk if you need him to, and he's not going to try to do crazy stuff. So I think that if um, – and he could be a starter or on if the Blazers – uh, I, I worry about the whole part that you just said. Like, does Matisse want to stay for a rebuild? You know, and, I think he's or staying. for any scenario that doesn't come close. Right when, when he might have other opportunities to join oh, a right. team as a last piece, like the Warriors might want him. You know, like it depending on what what they don't have or don't do have. I mean, now they get GP two back, so they probably don't because that role's filled. But yeah, maybe the Heat want him. Maybe the Heat want him, and he's like, you know what, money's the same. Weather's better, and I can I know I can win a title there in the next two years. I don't I don't know here, but yeah, so he'll I be, like it. It was a good trade. It was smart. Yeah, he'll be restricted so Blazers can match. But right. you're right. He, but but if but if you know he calls his agent and said I want to go somewhere, the Blazers might he might. They're not going to bring him not, back. We know how that works. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, with Dame, I think he's I think he's a lock to be back with Dame. Um, okay, so now moving on to some of the 
bigger names here. Let's go to uh, Nurkic. Ooh. This. So let me, let me just say, let me say one thing. So this came up a few times when I've been on the radio talking about these Blazers. And people talk about his durability. <clears throat> but it's kind of unfair. Now, he, ha- he did have the injury this year, obviously, that kept him out for a while. Um, but last year, he played 56 games, and that was a so – he, so he missed 25, but he missed shut uh, most of those were exactly when they shut yeah. him down. So he was actually pretty healthy last year. Uh, the year before was a shortened season, but he had that, that fluke wrist thing, which I still don't understand how he broke his wrist on that. So I can't even count that. But it still is an issue because he's – regardless of my excuses or nitpicking this or that – he's still missing games. And then some of the games he does show up for, he doesn't really show up for. That's uh, what matters. He, he's he, right. He's hit or miss. Um, I think if they could upgrade there, I think they definitely would. I think that's tough. And I think that's why eight and trade would be <laughs> pretty nice. Of uh, that gives you a definite upgrade, but where are you on him? Like, it, okay. It's one thing to say you want to move him, but you got to get something, you know, you got to be able to get another guy. I can play that position. Also, also, he could be moved in a bigger deal, just a salary match, right? So he could be gone regardless of whether you want to keep him if you're trying to get someone else that's going to make a bigger impact. So where are you with Nurkic? Because I'm just all over the map. So my thing with Nurkic, if he's back, you're probably not in a great place. Unless you have a legit backup who can give you different things than what he gives you. And when he's out, you, you can trust that guy for 30 minutes as opposed to I don't think you can trust Eubanks for 30 minutes every night. See, I can't trust Nurkic for 30 minutes. That's my issue. <laughs> no, well, and that yeah, is. Not, right, not That's every night. That's my issue. So if you're telling me that guy could play 30 minutes and I can count on him, then Nurkic come then off maybe the maybe he's your starter. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, if you could get a guy okay. that good. I mean, the Knicks have two centers, right, that they can get, uh, that they can count on. And they got, you know, they got a guy. They paying him decent money. He's better than Nurkic. And, and – it's over for me with Nurkic. Like he's gotten all these chances to show that he could be a consistent guy that you can count on that does what you ask him as a coach. He's your worst. He's, he's somewhat worse than having a bad player because at least you know what you're going to get. You don't know what Nurk. He plays eight minutes. Like the, you know, like, wow, look at that. Went to the hole, dunked it, blocked a shot, set a pick, did all that. And then, Five minutes later, missed a layup, took a three when he shouldn't have. Oh, offensive foul because he set the same damn illegal pick that he's done for seven years right in front of the ref, and he's going to complain about it, and I got to watch him complain to the ref about the foul that he definitely committed, and I just I don't want to do it anymore. Like, like he, it's like enough, man. Like, And if you're the coach, like, which Nurkic am I getting tonight? Oh, my God. And are you going to – and right away – you got to be sitting here right now going, okay, we didn't make the playoffs. There are some guys that said, okay, well, I'm hitting the gym, getting, you know, I don't worry about Damon Lillard. He's going to be in good shape. What what happens with Nurk with an extra month to not be with the team? We know what can happen. He's been out of shape half the time he's been here, which is frustrating. And like, oh, COVID, oh, the injury, oh, this. No, he doesn't, doesn't come in good shape. And people are like, well, he's going to play himself into shape. Well, that's when you get hurt. <laughs> so uh, I just think if you bring him back, it means you haven't done the other stuff. Or you bring him back to be because you found someone else. But I agree with one thing you said. You need tall people to play basketball. Right. And he is tall. And the Blazers are not tall because their backup center was Drew Eubanks, who's too short to play center. So – it's hard, but yes, you got to go find something else, okay. uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't disagree. I will say this: their, their defensive rating with him was a lot better, but that you know that's also a reflection of who replaced him. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, he's just not reliable, and I mean, and he's. I think he's good when he's on, obviously. But yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, you'll be able to maybe upgrade there. I just don't know how that's going to happen. Okay, Let's move on. Jeremy Grant, I think. Obviously, with Dame returning, he's back. If Dame leaves, I think Grant's out. And I don't think they even try to resign him if Grant if they're going to end up trading Dame because what's the point in giving him thirty million dollars a year on what's going to be a bad team for probably a couple of years? So, uh, but Grant, obviously, you got to bring him back. 
As a matter of fact, yeah. losing him is a disaster because that's disaster. basically what you got disaster. for CJ. <laughs> it's disaster. Yeah. Because <laughs> you might lose Dame. Like, if, well, I, no, Grant, I don't. Well, no, no, Grant, I, I think it's the other way. If Dame's back, Grant's back. No, I know. I'm just saying though. Like, if you're saying like, if you lose Grant, like if Grant says, you know what? Nah, I'm out. Like Dave's like, okay, oh, you know right. what? I, I tried. Yeah, I like, tried, but like, this, like we got circle. nothing now. Dave like, says I'm not, but Grant says I'm not. And then Grant and then Dame leaves. Like, yeah, I got you. Yeah. 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 No, Grant's got to come back. This is a no-brainer. Dame's back. Grant's got to be back. You got to pay him. You're going to overpay him a little bit, probably based on, yeah. you know, skill set and abilities. But there, you know, there aren't there aren't guys lined up to 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 replace him in that position. Um, and I, you know, no, it's, to me, that's an easy one. And there's no chance if Dame leaves, you don't want him, and he don't want you. Exactly. All That's right. a mutual breakup. <laughs> All right, my boy, Anthony Simons. Somebody yeah. got to go, right? Like somebody got to go on this team if we're going to break Dame back. So I think he's the number one guy that I would, because he's talented, and people want him, and he could be a lead guard for a team and teams that don't have a lead guard. I mean, I think some of this is like the heat getting better is not good for you. Like slow down Like as far as, I mean, it is good for you because they, they might not need them, but uh, yeah, I, I think that if you're going to, if you're going to bring talent back, that's not um, in a trade. Your best case scenario is to keep sharp and trade signs. You know, it's true. <laughs> he wants to disagree, but he got no words. I mean, okay, you got a talented guy, like you said. You have a contract that's in the twenties. <clears throat> so if you're bringing someone back, they're going to have a big contract. You're you're really close to matching that salary. He does not fit with Dame. It just yep. they just don't fit. It's better. For, it's, I mean, the thing is, it's really better for Ant to go somewhere else where he's the lead guy, where he's running the team, where he's scoring. And I think he'll be twenty-seven and seven for that team. I truly believe that. And that's better for him and his career because in his next contract, he's going to get 40 a year, whether you think he's worth it or not. And Dame needs someone next to him who can play defense like Matisse and just have a better overall bigger impact. If you can find a, a star that, that plays a two, I think they're probably going to find someone who plays a three. But regardless, I just don't think Dame and Ant make sense. And I think we sort of saw in the exit interviews that Chauncey and Dame and Cronin were, and even Ant were kind of hinting toward that being a thing. Like, you know, it's, it's a thing. So, yeah, I, I, you know, now if Dame's out, if they can't make that trade and Dame's out, I'm feeling amazing about Ant, Sharp, that lottery pick, right? And starting over with those three cats. Because that, that, that's a great. And whatever you get for Dame is going to, I mean, and, what, yeah, and whatever young player yeah. and then. Picks you get for Dame, you're in a really good position. So Dame remains ants to me. It just makes sense for him and the franchise that he gets moved. And that hurts me to say that, but and when you say it like that, huh? when you when you say it like that, it's hard to like objectively a GM that doesn't know anybody and just looks at the parts like that seems like a faster route sometimes to a championship. What? Or a more realistic route to a championship? Going young. Yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to that in another show. <laughs> All right, <laughs> because I, I have mixed feelings on that. Not saying I want it, right? Not it, saying it, I want it. It, it depends. And actually, a little bit of my fact of interest is in there a little bit on that. Okay, so Shade and Sharp. Yeah, I mean, I, unless you unless you blow me away, I gotta. But yes, I mean, if if you're trying to move on Dame's timeline, you have to be willing to trade him for something spectacular. <clears throat> Problem is, his contract doesn't help you as much as Simon's, right? I mean, it just—it's it's it, like nine, but I mean, it's it's a decent but it's chunk, not twenty. But not twenty, yeah. So you got, you got to throw. So, that's where like it's sharp and Nurkic and little. Yep. Yeah. You know and Nurkic has got to be in that then, because you got to get these contracts. So, um, but you know, if you the the player that that's there for Sharp, um, has to be great, and you're gonna have to throw other stuff, but. At this point in time, you'd have to tell me who, right? It ha- I mean, it'd have to be Jalen Brown, Bam, Siakam, someone like that. Obviously, yeah. the Embiid deal would probably involve Shaden. Uh, I don't. I think that's a pipe dream. Um, but I'm not doing it for Jimmy Butler. I know you love Jimmy Butler. I'm not just age difference I'm, there. I'm not doing it for Jimmy. Age difference issues for me on that. Um, <clears throat> and you know, OG, no, not even in a million years. No. Toronto blew it. Toronto should have taken that seventh pick and drafted Shaden last year for OG. They blew that. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, it has to be a knock your socks off. We're a contender type deal to uh, make me sign off on that because Shaden's going to be special. All right. That brings us to Dame, of course. And I think pretty much talking about everyone else, we talked about Dame, <laughs> you know, except for the idea yeah, of do you, just, uh, do you just trade him and start over? And is that your path to a title? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it depends on what you get for him. I don't think they're going to get a ton for him. I think they're going to get a decent young player like a Tyler Hero or a uh, um, um, Matisse, not Matisse, Maxi, sorry. Um, and then it's a bunch of picks. I don't think they're going to, or maybe the Aiden thing, like I threw out there, I don't think they're going to get anywhere near close to the player that he is, even a younger version of that. Of I just so. don't think that's going to happen. So um, I think you definitely try and keep him and, and rebuild around him. But if you can't, let him go somewhere else and contend. Give me a young, good young player and a bunch of picks. And I'm Gucci. All right, before you got to go. Yeah, there's you know, just let's, I mean, his age, whenever you trade Damian Lillard, you're not going to get talent back because he's 33, 30, you know, like, there's no 33. Unless, you're not trading Jimmy Butler for Damian Lillard. You know what I mean? Like straight up. Like you're not going to find – So and you don't want to do that. So you're going to get picks and hopefully another young player that is uh, potentially an all-star or at least potentially a very, very good role play, you know, very good starter for you for five years. Right. And, of course, the team Dame goes to has to be a contender after they get him. So that limits what you can get back. Okay, last thing. Fact of just real quick. Uh, yeah, hit me. What you got? I'm excited. So – Hey, everyone's saying that if you get the number one pick, you got to keep it. I'm saying it's not off limits. I'm open up the bidding. What are you bringing me? Because if you're bringing me a championship in Dame's window, I'm there because there's no guarantee that Victor Wembenyama is going to ever come anywhere near a title. No guarantee whatsoever. Give him 15 years, he may never make the finals. I don't know. But if I can get a hell of a haul, that makes the Blazers a top two team in the league, or at least the West, done. Because I'd rather have a three-year window with Dame where, with a great chance to win it than taking a flyer on him. Now, with the reason why I say that, let's just look at history, man. Now, Tim Duncan worked out, right? LeBron worked out. We don't know if this guy's as good as those guys, but just in Portland alone. Now, Walton got you a title, but then he fell to pieces. Odin? Didn't work out as a player, even when he was healthy, and then he fell to pieces. Uh, Bowie, we know what happened there. You can go to Zion. What's going on with Zion? Zion was can't miss. You're going to win titles, superstar, MVP. He can't stay Durant. healthy, right? Durant. Even Durant, Durant hasn't won a championship other than when he was jumping on a championship bandwagon. So there's a lot. Of, how about Porzingis? Porzingis was supposed to be the unicorn. Wasn't he? Tell Wasn't me. he the seven Tell foot five guy? Tell me three? about it. Right, right, right. And he's good. He's averaging 23 and nine and shooting yeah. pretty well with the Wizards. They're not even in the playoffs with Beal and Kuzma emerging. So what happened to that unicorn? My point is, he, yeah, he could be LeBron. If he is LeBron, is he going to take eight or nine years to win a championship? And what happened to LeBron? He left Cleveland. Durant left OKC. There's a great chance that Victor could leave Portland in seven years or six years or whatever. We don't know. He's a tall, athletic, ridiculously skilled big guy who weighs 110 pounds. Where's Chet Holmgren right now? He's hurt already. He's a string bean. Does that mean he's never going to be good? No, it doesn't mean that. We saw what Embiid went through, and then he blossomed after four years of battling injuries. I'm just saying, though, tall, skinny, young guys do not necessarily work out very well in the NBA in the, in the history of this league. They just don't. Durant is the exception, really, when you yeah. think about it. And, and Victor has some similarities to him. So now what would that deal be? It would have to be ridiculous. Like it would just have to be. If, if Miami said we're starting over, we'll give you Butler and Bam. Done. Because if I'm starting Dame, Butler, Bam, Grant, Nurkic, well, I gotta give salaries for those guys. I will probably won't have Nurkic. You got to. I'm, I'm contending though. That's a contending team. If if Toronto offers me OG and Siakam, I'm considering that. If Boston, if Jalen Brown wants out, I can get Jalen Brown and I'd want like Williams. I'm considering that because now if I can get Embiid, I'm considering that. It has to be something where I am a championship contender right the second. And the great thing about the West right now is that Curry's getting older. He's older than Dame. LeBron's getting older. Although they're still obviously really good. They're both in the semis, right, in the West. Uh, Durant's getting older. Paul's getting older. Like in the next three years, there's going to be a legit window if you have a high-end, high-level team. So I don't think Victor is off the table. Yeah, what you described is not is a fact. I mean, I I would agree. I would <gasps> say also, also get the first round pick, get a first rounder back with that those mixes, which you probably could do because you're going to be taking someone who's moving up. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I just explained to you that I've, I don't, I've, I've lived the lottery dream and it's, it's kicked me right in the hello, uh, multiple times and I have no championships. I have two things that it, I thought for sure I was counting the rings, um, and they didn't come to pass. I mean, the Knicks went to a finals, uh, with Patrick and, and, and John Starks can't, uh, make a shot. Uh, Charles Smith can't, uh, doesn't know that when you're 6'10", you should dunk. Uh, <laughs> blocked, and, uh, blocked, blocked again. That was one of the greatest <laughs> Bulls moments of my life, dude. That was amazing. Dunk, dunk, dunk it, <laughs> dunk it, man. Dunk it. Uh, so I, I, I'm with you. Like there's no guarantee. And I want, I think it's a no brainer that you draft them. Uh, if you don't, you don't get that. And you pray that you have found the unicorns unicorn because agree there is Kevin Durant is the closest thing we've seen to a seven footer who weighs nothing mm, good one good to one. to really blossom into one of the greatest of all times because the other ones have been broken down and gotten hurt or um, didn't remain that skinny but Ralph Sampson close but different right in a different right. era but Ralph Sampson seven foot four skinny as heck but he never did anything but dunk and block shots, and the league was different. You can't right. do that anymore, and right. that's not how this guy plays. True. So this guy plays in a way where his knees and ankles and shin bones and all these things got to move, and they break on 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 people with this build at times. Um, but that's why you got to say he's a unicorn because the unicorn is a, an animal that's magical, right? And so that's what you got to hope that there's magic there. And a great uh, a great point about Garnett though. Garnett didn't win with Minnesota. He won on Boston. And that's the other part of this. Like, if, if the guy works out, like Garnett, LeBron, Durant, are they going to stay and win a championship with the team that drafted them? Or are they going to win that championship ever? So my point is, is that if you go back and look at the quote-unquote can't-miss elite-level unicorn talents that have been drafted in the last however many years, the vast majority either didn't work out, were injured too much, or won championships with other teams that didn't draft them. That's the or vast the guy majority. That got drafted, or the guys that got drafted after him were better. <laughs> well, then that happens too. So, no, so I, 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 look, I, you know, if you were looking for a guy to come up against you, like you said it, like I already mentioned some of it, I am not, um, I am always saying that you should take guaranteed talent. Like, not always, but you have to consider guaranteed talent over future talent. You have to. And people like dreaming the dream is is you know it's what GMs want to do because it gives them a cushion, you know, for a little while, and it gives them an excuse. Like, well, everyone else would have picked him too. Like, I love right. that one. Like right. when the, the the excuse for you know the the Blazers excuse with Pritchard. Well, everyone else was going to pick him too. No, <laughs> somebody else would right, and they were all wrong. Right. They were all wrong. Man. Like Kevin Durant was the right pick. Greg Oden was not the right pick. Michael Jordan was the right pick. Sam Bowie's was the wrong pick. So, yes, maybe everyone would have done it and they would have all been wrong, right? <laughs> That's your job is to be right. And just because all the other you know people would have been wrong, and but GMs get that, right? You, you have to keep your – there's no doubt who's going number one. No one's going to take Scooter Anderson too, even though there's a chance that he ends up being, you know, maybe he's Michael Jordan. Who knows? I mean, we've been through this. Luka Dockic, I mean, who knew, right? Steph Curry, who knew? Somebody knew because they picked him. <laughs> they were right. Like, eventually or they, they hoped. were right. They hoped. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's the whole thing about future talent. Yeah. It's unpredictable. And when you are looking at a guy 7'3", seven, 7'4", seven, that's going to is a, is a small forward, it's never the only person that's close at small forward is Kevin Durant. Garnett started, right, because he moved a little bit further. It was like, all right, I'm not going to be a traditional center. But right. Kevin Durant is seven feet tall. He's He now actually admits it. And he is a three. And that's what this guy is supposedly – but Durant doesn't even play defense like a five. You know what I mean? This guy is supposedly going to play defense like a five. Yeah. Well, I don't know how he's going to stop for – I don't know yet how he's going to stop an Embiid from knocking him down or even a Nurkic. Yeah, I'm excited as heck to see it happen, though, because – it looks like a lot of fun, but no, nah, I'm but with you. It's, I would it's do it. hard. It's hard to put on weight to someone that that tall and that skinny. That's not an easy thing to do. No, like, you you know he's already 19. Like he doesn't show have any bulk at all. He's not going to just all of a sudden just throw on a bunch of weight. I mean, he's going to get a little thicker here and there, but 
I don't know. I'm not saying he's not going to be amazing. He might be. He might be a no. three-time MVP and win a couple of titles. I'm just saying that if I got David, I can get a, a boatload of stuff that makes me the best team in the West. Or yep. the NBA was like, oh, my God, Blazers number one. I'm doing it. All right. Well, I'm a little disappointed because I shadow argued with you all weekend. I went to training my Rocky, <laughs> drink some, some raw eggs. should have thought around, about my history, ran man. Ran around the block once while preparing for my argument with you, and you just agreed with me, which is very shocking. Well, you didn't know my history. Now you know. <laughs> now I know. All right. That's it for this episode of the Blazer Focused Podcast. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a positive uh, rating and uh, click that subscribe button and we are going to be back hopefully well we're planning on having another one right before the lottery not sure exactly when but we'll be back real soon thanks